The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. We've got an entertaining and engaging hour planned for you today with just a fabulous person. He's Canada's guitarist of the year, Johannes Lindstead. And he's going to talk about how music can help heal us. And he'll share tips for embracing a holistic lifestyle. This is something we all need right now. Uh, Johannes is a certified Kundalini yoga instructor, and he's going to teach us how to reduce stress. Boy, don't I need that. And guide us through a short, relaxing meditation and just give us so many tips. And I'm wishing you and your loved ones good health and well-being. I'd like to thank you so much for listening today. I know you have a lot of podcast you can choose from, and we are so grateful that you are choosing ours to listen here. Well, I am really excited because our guest this week is really one of my favorite people. It is now my honor to welcome Johannes Lindstedt, Canada's Guitarist of the Year. Johannes has had seven top 10 U.S. Billboard charting albums. He was the winner of the People's Choice Award in the U.K., And his songs have been used in popular television shows such as Californication, The Following, Gene Simmons, Family Jewels, Pawn Stars, Person of Interest, and so many others. Johannes is a certified Kundalini yoga instructor, and he founded Divine Earth, a humanitarian organization promoting meditation, yoga, holistic living, and the healing power of music. And I I'm so happy and honored to welcome to the show right now. How are you today, Johannes? I am so well. How are you? I'm very good. I'm just thrilled we were able to put this together. We've got so much to talk about today. Uh, I just, mm. I'm going to get right, right to it. And basically, the whole theme of this show is music and healing. So how can music help to heal us? Well, music can do many, many things. It can uplift, but it can also do the, the opposite. Of course, I choose to use music to uplift humanity, uplift my listeners and the audiences. Music can make you feel happy. It can make you want to dance. It can make you 
get more in tune with your feelings. Uh, I'm sure many people have listened to certain songs that just made their the hairs on their arms stand on end. I remember first time listening to Stairway to Heaven many years ago, and I had that experience, and it was it was pretty amazing. So creating music that can that can heal that is to me one of the one of my objectives. Music can bring mm-hmm. you to the angelic realms. Not all music, but if it, if that's the intention. And especially if the composer of the music has that ability to transcend the mundane and through meditation get into those higher realms, then that composer can actually, I guess you could say, intuit music from that vibration and bring it into whatever instrument uh, that that composer plays. So I have I have different. Um, different ranges of music. Most of my music that I'm known for is the Spanish guitar, which, uh, you know, is very joyful. It's a very joyful instrument. The rhythms are joyful. And I, I consider it kind of like an intermediary. It's a music that can bring you to another level, but I still have another level beyond that, which is my, my yoga music. Um, and in my yoga classes, you know, I use things like gongs and crystal bowls, and we chant a lot. So music has a really wide range of capabilities. And I wish that most musicians would at least try to utilize it in, in ways that benefit humanity instead of, you know, egoic pursuits. I, I agree with you 100%. I love your music. I mean, I'm, I'm probably your, one of your biggest fans. And I agree, your you know, guitar brings on joy, it brings on happiness. And at the same time, when I listen to your music, it relaxes me as well. And of course, we're going to feature one of your piano tracks later on in the show behind the meditation you're going to share with us. And then we're going to feature uh, one of your wonderful tracks, Be My Girl, which is just so uplifting and happy. Music can help, I agree. And your music certainly does help to heal us. And we do need to be healed right now. I think we also need some guidance on learning to embrace a more holistic lifestyle more than ever. This is just so appropriate. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, please. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure everybody in their life has had people who, who they could consider a mentor. You know, we're, we're brought into this world with very little knowledge. We, if some people believe we carry some over from a past life, that's up for debate. I'm not going <laughs> to go that route in this conversation. I hear you. <laughs> so we've had teachers. We've had our parents as teachers. We've had friends. Every, everybody is sort of contributing to who we are. You know, we watch news. We watch different uh, television shows. And everything is getting put into our brains. And, that, and the sum of all that equals who we are as a person. Now, if we can direct our intention and our attention to the people and guides that, that will uplift us, inspire us, and direct us into a more holistic life, then that will make our lives, presumably, much more uh, bountiful, much more uplifting, and, um, you know, just, just a way to uh, go through life in the best possible way without doing the most harm. So for me, I was lucky that I found yoga many, many years ago, and yoga and the teachings of yoga have really inspired me, have really transformed my life. And now as a yoga teacher myself, I've been a teacher now for 
I think about almost 15 years of, of teaching yoga. Um, now I get to share that with students as well. And, you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing that we can share and we can all grow together. We can all learn. We can all expand. Everybody has that capability. So why not take advantage of the time that we have in this world to become better human beings? I agree. I agree 100%. And um, you talk on your website, and of course you and I have discussed this uh, in the past on this program, you have uh, specific reasons that you cut meat out of your diet, and I, I'd love to know what those are, please, and share share them with us, if you would, please. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, there's many reasons. Everybody might have their own personal reason, but as a yogi, as a spiritual person, for me, the most important reason is compassion. In yoga, we have the precept of ahimsa, which is harm no, no sentient being. So we recognize that by eating meat, we're inflicting, maybe we're not doing it ourselves, maybe we're not at the slaughterhouse, but we are, uh, by virtue of eating meat, contributing to that mentality, that vibration. And personally, that's not something I want to be part of. Um, it's just, I'm sure anybody can associate uh, the act of slaughtering an animal. I hate to even use those terms because it just sounds so horrific. But that is the reality of what happens. The animals suffer, and I don't want to be part of that myself. And I don't like to preach, um, but it is best if people are given the information, given the knowledge, and then they come to that conclusion by themselves because then it, it infiltrates their hearts. And when something comes from the heart, then, then it has a beauty to it. If you're being forced to do something, then, you know, that's, it's, it's not really a spiritual uh, transformation. The spiritual transformation is when you come to that realization yourself. And so uh, cutting out meat for me is, is just really a, a no-brainer. Um, it's just so obvious, like, why would you want to harm an animal? Uh, of course, there's other reasons, such as health. And when I first cut out meat, because probably like many of your listeners, uh, they were raised uh, as meat eaters. Most in the Western civilization are, unfortunately. Uh, but I remember when I first cut it out, I only had cut out the, the red meats. And I was so surprised that immediately I felt so much better. I felt lighter. I felt more energetic. My mind felt clear. And then eventually I cut out chicken and fish, uh, not too soon, uh, soon after that. And, um, you know, I, I have not had any health problems. I feel always quite energetic. Um, in fact, most people say I look very young for my age. So, <laughs> so I, I, I just think, you know, for health reasons, that's great. And for spiritual reasons, that's even better. Yeah. So beautifully said, because, I agree. Everybody has to make their own decisions, particularly on what they're going to eat, when they're going to eat it, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. so I appreciate you just sharing the facts and then everybody can come to their own con- conclusion. And that's always been my goal and my mission with mm-hmm. our show and everything that, that we're doing here, the same thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, anybody, anybody can start off by just trying one day a week. You know, you can start off with one day a week if you don't want to get move into it right away, start with one day a week going, 
uh, plant-based, and then just see where it goes from there. And I think that's a great way to get started. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into more of your your tips and, and, and other things, I do want to talk about your music and your latest CD, which is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, my latest CD has now been out for a couple of years, unfortunately. I'm, I am working on a new one. But uh, yeah, the, the latest one, um, it's called Azul. It's been out for a couple of years. It uh, charted on Billboard. I produced a couple of videos for it. Um, one for a song called Echicera and another one for the song Be My Girl, which you said you're going to play a little bit later. And uh, both those videos were shot in the Dominican Republic, where I live part-time. Um, it, it's a nice wide range of, uh, of sounds on that album. I have a little bit of electric guitar, which is somewhat new for my music. Mostly it's, as I mentioned earlier, Spanish guitar with a lot of percussion. Uh, so some of my songs might have a bit of a Carlos Santana feel to it. Uh, also, like Gypsy Kings, they're another big influence. So if you if someone's into Carlos Santana and or the Gypsy Kings, they're probably going to like my music. Yeah, I, I love your music. Our topic today is the healing power of music with Johannes Lindstedt, and he's Canada's Guitarist of the Year, among many other high honors that he's received. He's a certified Kundalini Yoga instructor. He's sharing how music can help heal us, along with tips for embracing a more holistic lifestyle. Of course, you can learn more about his music at johanneslinstead.com. That's johanneslinstead.com. Talking about inspiration, talking about the way your music is inspired. I love Be My Girl. I love the video on YouTube. Everybody, you can go to YouTube and see Johannes. Uh, great video. It's just so light and bright. But what inspired that song, Be My Girl, in the first place? You know, everybody thinks that there's there's some mysterious inspiration uh, to that behind certain songs, but you know what? Most of the time, in my, at least in my case, in my experience, songs just appear to me. I don't know how to describe it. Um, I remember reading a quote from Mozart. Actually, he said something like, um, I, "I think he said that the 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 music was already there, and he just somehow receives it." And that's basically how it is for me. Um, I, I don't usually spend too much time working on a song because it's like the whole song is almost ripe. It's almost, it's like, it's, it's like a ripe fruit on the tree and I just have to pluck it and it's there. So I'm pretty fortunate that way. Um, and I, I mean, I just keep writing so much music every day, writing, writing, and I can't keep up with all the compositions. You know, I only have so much time to record so I have this huge backlog of songs that I haven't used. I hope I can use them one day. Um, you know, when I have more time, I just want to dedicate some time in the studio and just record, record, recording, and have as much of it uh, available as possible. Yeah, that's good. I, I hope you can do that, too, because we we love your music. And uh, before we get on um, another subject, you have great musicians on your album, and I know you when you when you do tour you have great musicians just talk a little bit about your group and your uh supporting musicians sure well i live uh also in toronto in the toronto area and there's some wonderful musicians from around the world there uh my core band consists of drums percussion which uh is played by anastasios also known as tom biggest uh he's actually from greece 
Um, good, just a great player. And he's sort of like, um, can basically do anything. You know, if, if I want him to play some congas, some drums, some dumbek, he can pretty much do it all. I also have a wonderful accordion player um, who also doubles on piano, Jordan Abraham. Um, I have a rhythm guitar player who's fantastic on his, on his own. Uh, that's uh, Jeff Lipka. And on bass, I have uh, Jared Ross, who's actually from Australia, and he's, he's a fantastic player. Again, he can play many different styles. In fact, all the guys in the band can play very well in, in many different styles, and, which is perfect because I do like to embody different styles in my music. So I can go from sort of like a gypsy jazz to more of a salsa or merengue, uh, ballads, and, and they can cover it all. Now, I do also invite other musicians as well, other than my, my core band. Um, another um, wonderful musician is uh, Vasil Popaduk, who's a, who plays like a gypsy-style violin. He's fantastic. Um, also performing with me occasionally is Osvaldo Rodriguez from Cuba. He can, he can play a little bit of percussion, and he's a fantastic violinist as well. Um, yeah, and, you know, when I'm in the Dominican Republic... I also like to have some of the musicians there perform on my albums. Um, and uh, my last couple albums, I've had a, a wonderful percussionist uh, who goes by the name of Colibri uh, play some bongo. And he's actually already recorded on my, my new album that isn't quite ready yet. I've got, I've got about, mm, I think, almost 20 songs recorded. I'll probably whittle it down to about 11 or 12. And uh, he's on quite a few of those tracks. Being a musician myself, I think a lot of times folks don't realize how much the musicians playing with you are part and make the music. In other words, your music is only as good as, you know, the best musician in, in your group. I mean, you have to have great musicians that you feel comfortable with, that you feel that you're communicating with. And that's the way that great music is born, as well as, of course, with you, you're fantastic, you're, you're great talent. So we look forward to that. Uh, to that. And uh, in the second half of this program, um, I want you to talk a little bit about Divine Earth, and then we're going to talk about uh, how to start the day in the best way and how to get better sleep and reducing stress, which is something I'm looking forward to, because, gosh, I really need that. And just a lot of things to really help us in this time. Talk just a little bit briefly about how you first started Divine Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I, I guess it probably stemmed from many, many years before. Um, when I was in my late teens, I got interested in meditation, Buddhism, different religions, philosophy, and uh, began to meditate very intensely and consistently. And by the time I was about 24, I had a kundalini awakening. And for people who don't know what that is, it's, it's basically this, I guess you could call it like a spiritual energy that resides normally dormant at the base of the spine. And when awakened, it starts to rise up, balancing the chakras, going through the Ida, the Pingala, and the Shushmana, up the spine to the, to the crown of the head. And 
it, it transformed my life. I don't want to get into too, uh, too many details about it because it's kind of mystic and it might sound a little bit like woo-woo to most people. But my life changed after that. I started to have a, a deeper understanding about existence, reality, the, the nature of suffering, the nature of the human condition. And so I, I had that goal from a, a young age that I wanted to help people and wanted to make the world a better place. So in about, I think it was around 2006, I decided to sort of create, um, uh, I guess, a, an organization or a concept, and that was Divine Earth, that on this Earth, we can bring a sense of divinity, we can bring a, a sense of sacredness, of holiness, and make this world a, a very sacred place. The world is full of chaos, as, as you know. But through meditation, through going inwards, you start to perceive things in a different way. You start to have different understanding. You start to be able to empathize with people and their suffering. So with Divine Earth, I wanted to create a way that I could bring these teachings to more people. So I started to, to do retreats and teach yoga and just... Um, just sharing ideas, philosophy, the concept of ahimsa, as I mentioned earlier, um, the benefit of breathing, the benefits of moving the body, the benefits of doing good things in the community, the benefits of chanting, of music. All these things play a part in bringing that sense of divinity, divine earth, to this, to this planet. So that's, that was basically the premise behind it. Yes, yes. And what a wonderful thing it is. And I found this quote on the website, which is going to lead us into our next portion. I just I just love this. You say each morning when you awaken, arise with a sense of joy, gratitude and wonder. Whatever troubles you had yesterday, let them go. Break open from the cocoon of dark thoughts that your past may have held and be like a seed that splits open from the dark depths of the soil toward the light. I really love that because um, awakening, how to start your day, I, I don't think we all think of that as much as uh, getting through our day in the evening, trying to relax, trying to get to sleep. And I realized when I read that, that I haven't been thinking that much lately, how important it is to start the day in the best way. And I'm hoping you can give us some more tips on that, please. Sure. Now, ideally, we would want to get up at around 3.30 in the morning and start meditating. Now, of course, I know that's, that's not reasonable for most people. Uh, but if you can adopt that, that would be a good start because at these early hours, which we call um, the Amrit hours, the Amrit Vela, it, it, the world is quiet. There is serenity. There's like a blanket of quiet on the earth, or at least in the part of the earth that you're residing in. And, and this is such a, a, a wonderful time that in that stillness that you plant those seeds of meditation. And in that silence, you can start to visualize how you want your day to unfold. You can uh, relax the nervous system, get it prepared for the day. And just, you know, a lot of times we'll do chanting at, that, at those uh, hours. And we'll, then we'll do some yoga, move the body, get the blood moving, get the spine warmed up. And that just really just 
is how we start the day. If you think of a flower, the flower closes at night, and then as the sun begins to rise, it opens more and more, being ready to receive the sunlight. And this is how we should be. We should be more in tune with nature, because we are nature. Our bodies are the same components as as any other living thing on this earth, be be it a plant or animal. We have those essential components. So in this modern world, of course, we've kind of lost that connection to, to the cycles of the sun and the, and the moon and the earth. But we try to get back into that harmony. And then that helps us to start the day. We, we have mm-hmm. our intentions focused. We have the, uh, the body warmed up. And from there, we can be prepared to, for what the day is going to bring, because oftentimes the day is, you know, filled with a little bit of commotion and sometimes chaos. So let's prepare our nervous system for that, and then we can handle it much better. Very, very good. And and as you mentioned, most of us don't get up at 3.30, but I'm assuming that whenever we do get up, that that kind of approach to the day is what you're recommending. Yeah, Exactly. Spend a little bit of time to meditate, clear your clear mind, and, and, you know, again, set the intention for the day. It's a good idea. I like it. Um, stress, 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 stress. Uh, we are all being inundated with, like, all this really weird, unprecedented stress these days. Mm-hmm. What are your top, you know, your favorite ways to suggest to us to reduce our stress in these troubling times? Well, of course, it, the first one would be spending a little bit of time each day to shut off the phenomenal world, shut off the, all the commotion, close the eyes so that you're not uh, being so stimulated. Just go inwards and then enter into the silence that's within you. Now, most of the time you close your eyes and you're going to have a million thoughts still racing around in your head. So it takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of practice to be able to clear those, those uh, thoughts, those worries, to set aside your to-do list and just be. So it is essential to meditate at least maybe five minutes. Even if it's five minutes, that's a good start. Ten minutes is great. You know, the more you can do, the more results you're going to receive for that. So one of the most important uh, factors would be meditation. Another one would be breathing. So you can, even if you're out during the day, you can still keep part of your mind on your breath. When you focus on your breath, you start to adopt a perspective of what we can call the watcher. So you're now sort of observing instead of being, uh, how should we say it, indulged into your reality. You're now kind of taking a step back and kind of watching. So you're, you're watching not only your breath, but eventually you start to watch your own mind. You start to watch your own reactions. And when you can develop that perspective of the watcher or the observer, then when the trying times come, when things that would normally make you react arise, then you can have that split second where you can disassociate yourself from the normal uh, reaction that you might not, might have towards it. Hmm. So, Observing the breath is very important. Breathing itself is very important. This is very, very important. One thing that I like to do is just breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, and exhale for four seconds. And that's something you can do when you're driving. 
um, when you're watching TV. Now, if you can learn to do that when you're engaged in other activities, that is very, very good. Eventually, you can uh, increase it from four seconds to five seconds to 10 seconds, and eventually what we call a one-minute breath, where you hold the breath for uh, 20 seconds, uh, sorry, inhale for 20 seconds, hold for 20 seconds, and then exhale for 20 seconds. This mm-hmm. brings much vitality to the body and is really beneficial for the nervous system as well. Breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, and then breathe out for four seconds, and then start increasing that as we go. Is that correct? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good singers have exercise, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because the most important thing in singing, of course, is being able to control that breath. Well, I don't know if, you, if you're ready for it, but before we get to the, uh, the, the final portion of the show, I, I would love it if you would take the time to share us through a guided meditation. Uh, behind that, we are going to play a beautiful track that you wrote. It's called Blue Skies Collide. Oh, that is very, very appropriate. So do you think that we might uh, have a little bit of a guided meditation before we continue with the rest of the show? Sure, it'd be my pleasure. How long do you, do you think we have? Um, we've got another... Uh, 11 minutes. Okay, so yeah, maybe two or three minutes should, should do it. Perfect. Ah, that beautiful sound of silence. Okay. So if you're at home, just find yourself in a relaxed and comfortable position. Now, if you happen to be driving or doing something else, then probably best not to pay attention to this part of the uh, this show. But if you're alone, at home, just try to relax. Find yourself in that comfortable position, whether lying down or in a chair. If you're in a chair, you can put your palms facing upwards on your eyes. If you're laying down, just be on your back, on your spine. And let's first relax the body. So first, bring your awareness to your toes. Relax them, feet. Relax your feet. Relax your ankles. Work your way up to your calves your knees, your thighs, the buttocks, waist, hips. Relax the entire lower half of your body. Bring your awareness now to the spine. And starting at the lower back, begin to relax each vertebra one by one. Working your way up from the lower back to the middle back and the upper back and the shoulder blades. Bring your awareness now to the abdominal region. Relax the muscles and organs there. Bring your awareness now to the lungs. Feel the breath entering into the lungs being cleansed and purified the blood to fresh oxygen, burst the body, 
bring your awareness to your heart. If you like, if you feel you need extra healing, you can place your hands on your heart and give yourself your own self-love. Take a moment to give yourself for any past mistakes. Be kind to yourself, towards yourself. And feel that loving heart energy moving throughout the body. Feel it flowing down through the torso, down through the legs, the tips of the toes. And feel that loving heart energy going down through both arms the tips of the fingers. You relax the hands. Biceps. The deltoid muscle. And now, I want you to relax the shoulders. Use your mind to relax the shoulders. We hold a lot of tension there. To relax them, relax them even more, and the muscles of the neck, and the jaw, you might want to open the jaw a little bit, release the tension, relax the lips, any muscles around the lips, eyes are closed down comfortably and naturally. Relax them and the tiny muscles around your eye, forehead, and the scalp. Feel your entire head releasing. Oh. You're laying down, feel as though your whole body is just melting into the floor or into the bed or the couch. Now just squeeze your hands and then open them. Open and close them a few times, reconnecting with the body now. And take a deep inhalation. Hold it for a moment. Open your mouth and let it go with a sigh. One more time, inhale deeply. Hold the breath. Open the mouth and let it out with a sigh. And now blink your eyes a few times and come back into regular waking consciousness. And hopefully you feel a little more relaxed now. Well, I sure do. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow, that went by fast. It went by really fast. It was really, really, really great. I'm going to have to play that back. A million times. Thank you so, so much. That was just wonderful. It's something that anybody could do. I think a lot of times we think of meditation. I know I do when I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be boring or it takes Mm -hmm. so much effort, et cetera, et cetera. But that was just completely effortless and it helped so much. I can't thank you enough. And I know all of the listeners are thanking you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's only five minutes. 
Only five minutes. Only five minutes. I want to make sure that we can get to your to, to your track. Um, and so, in in closing, with with uh, talking with you, just recap with us a little bit the best ways that we can start on the path to achieving personal wellness and harmony right now. I think the first thing is really having that realization that perhaps the way you have been living might not have served you. If you are regularly angry, if you're regularly stressed, uh, encountering different problems, problems with relationships, then you might come to that realization that something in, in me needs to change. And when you realize that something in you, not the world outside, because that's almost impossible to change, but when you take that ownership, then you also take control because the only thing that you really can, can control is yourself. So coming to that realization and then seeing what the goal is and deciding what those steps might be. For some people, it's yoga. For other people, it might be finding a religion of whatever type, Buddhism, Christianity, Sikhism, etc. Because all these offer precepts, guidelines of how to live. If you have a guru, someone that can be your mentor, then you're in probably in a, a much better situation because it's always good to have someone that's walked through that path, someone that you can ask insightful questions to and will, that person will provide experiential, insightful answers. So I, I would say that first step is coming to a, a realization and and then visualizing how you would like to be as a human being and what you feel your gifts are and what you can contribute to humanity. That's fantastic. So, so, so beautifully said. And when we, the last thing I'd like to ask you, we've got about a minute left here on the speaking portion before I play your tune. Sleeping at night. What's the top tip we can do to get ourselves ready for sleep, particularly in these stressful times? Well, one of the first things I would say is if you're generally having problems sleeping is to find out why, because usually there's an underlying cause of of, uh, perhaps uh, something that hasn't been resolved. But if we set that aside, the one thing I would do is just simply breathe. But what I would recommend is left nostril breathing. So you'd block the right nostril and just try to inhale and exhale through the left nostril. That brings us more into a parasympathetic relaxation state. Wow. I love that one. Well, you are just the best. You're the best guest. We're going to have to have you back on again. We had so much more to talk about. I can't thank you enough for helping us to heal, not only with your music, but with everything about you that's just we're so thankful for today. And I look forward to when we do this again. Thank you so much, Johannes. Thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate you having me on. It was fantastic. Well, we do want to thank Johannes Lindstedt. And you can learn more about Johannes and his music and all about him at johanneslindstedt.com. That's johanneslindstedt.com. And right now, we're going to play Be My Girl from Johannes Lindstedt.
It's a great, great album. You can learn more about Johannes, our fabulous guest today. Learn about him and his music at johanneslindstedt.com. And I hope you'll join us every Wednesday on Mind, Body, Spirit FM for the Laura Theodore podcast. Until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. the Jesse Vegetarian. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, 
and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.